Welcome, Amy. So great to see you again. I was wondering what's going on at Ripple at the moment. Yes. So since I was here about a year ago, more yeah. than a year ago, oh. a lot of things happen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So our network, RippleNet, continue to expand. Right now we have more than 300 financial institutions on the network. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. And That's great. one big kind of trend is we are seeing more financial institutions starting to use our on-demand liquidity solutions, which utilize XRP as a bridge currency. That's fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. That's really good. Yeah. And um, what do you think um, at the moment uh, is coming for the future? Like what, what's your personal vision of how you would like things to look in the coming year? Yeah. So I think we continue to kind of expand into different markets. But one thing that's really important for crypto to be adapted yes. is a regulatory clarity. And we are definitely seeing that in different markets. But okay. I believe um, because of this Libra kind of making governments around the world to mm. feel like they have to drive clarity, that's really having more kind of rippling effect around the world. So I think in 2020, uh, definitely we will start to see more clarity in the market. That will definitely drive the adoption of crypto in the payments. So. Do, how do you think uh, Libra is affected? Is it a positive effect or a negative effect? That, <laughs> because a, everyone's got a different opinion mm -hmm. about that. Yeah, that's a very good question. But I think well, it's kind of a, you know pros and cons. But overall, yes. I think it actually has been good because right. it's kind of a validation of the, the use case we've been working on for the last uh, five years or more. Um, yes. Like a company of the size of uh, Facebook, Facebook is looking yeah. at it. That means that they recognize that there is a clear problem in the payments today and that has to be solved using blockchain. So that's a validation. Second is that now uh, Facebook and other tech companies coming into the payment space, yeah. that's definitely creating a sense of urgency and also call for action among financial institutions, banks. So actually after the Libra announcement, we actually started to see more kind of inquiries coming into our company because oh, <laughs> they are, yeah, getting kind of uh, eager to adapt to new technology. Certainly Facebook's um, uh, size and um, coverage all over the world has obviously brought it to the attention and many governments want to uh, <laughs> legislate against it, yeah. right? So um, it, it's almost just that it's been a more of an attention stirrer than mm. than anything really tangible or mm -hmm. sizable. And I guess uh, we did have a panel a few months ago about the Facebook issue. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I wonder, uh, you know, you don't want to give too much power to Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> because, because already he's got so much power to try and manipulate and control people, you know, um, and we've seen some negative effects of that, obviously. So I think it's... Um, in a way, it's good because obviously then the regulators get involved and yeah. um, the governments become involved and I think there's a big change coming, right? Yeah. yeah. And um, tell me, um, what's your perspective on um, the challenges and the positives that women experience being in the blockchain space? Because I know you've been mm -hmm. in it for a few years. Yes, yeah. So still diversity in the workplace, but in the blockchain industry is still an issue. Okay. Um, I see more women getting interested, but I think that types of uh, positions, the jobs that women typically fill in are kind of uh, relatively limited, like marketing role or HR role and so on. But then we still see very little 
few women uh, in the business side or technology side. And that's something that we are really focusing on right now at Ripple. For example, um, we are going out to like a Grace Hopper conference. That's the biggest conference for yes. female engineers so that we can kind of actively reach out to female engineers and right. talk about the opportunities in blockchain. Right. We also uh, launched a university blockchain research initiative. So today we are working with more than 30 universities around the world to help uh, fund the blockchain research. And that's also helping the development of talent in the industry as well. That's fantastic. And um, we're also trying to do an online blockchain programming course, mm -hmm. um, university or course, whatever uh -huh. you want to call it, um, just so that more people have access to mm -hmm. being able to do that programming. Mm -hmm. So I think that's great. Fantastic. Good work, Ripple. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so thanks again, Amy. Thank I think you. it's going to be a wonderful um, panel. Yeah. Thank you for having me back. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Welcome, Betsabe. How are you? Um, and thanks for coming for the panel. I was wondering if you could tell me what you do at ICON. Absolutely. Hi. Uh, thank you for having me here. Uh, at ICON, I'm one of the co-founders. Okay. And I, as an entrepreneur co-founder, I wear many, many hats. So from operations to finance, dealing with investors. But then I, let me share with you what we do at ICON. Yes. At ICON, we are building an identity that connects all the public chains together. And our vision is to have a single identity that carries across private and public blockchains, building an environment where both private and public blockchains can coexist. Wow, that's fantastic. We actually did a panel, um, oh, sorry, a, a presentation on how to connect all the blockchains um, uh, for San Francisco Blockchain Week. So that's interesting. That's a very important topic to yes, discuss. Yeah. No one has the solution. We are trying. We're fig exactly. figuring out yeah. uh, how we can collaborate. Yeah. And tell me, what have you seen are the challenges and the positives about being a woman in the blockchain space? Well, I think that, let me start with the positives. Okay. I think that one of the positives is that as a woman, we have the opportunity to have a voice, I mean, to represent the consumers. I mean, ultimately, blockchain is trying to solve the problem of trust. And the trust is not only about solving the problem of trust for male, it's also for solving the problem of trust for females. Yes. How as a consumers can we eventually honor data or have a say in how the data is, or data is used? So we have a seat on the table by being a woman on the blockchain. We are able to make our voice heard and be able to help early on to make history. That's the way that I see it. I'm being part of making history of a technology that is here to stay very challenging still for the adoption, but it's here to stay definitely. Mm -hmm. So how can we bring our female perspective and our very critical thinking, as most women, we are known for that, um, to really build this, take this, this technology mainstream? And uh, do you think there's particular challenges for women um, as regards the space? Absolutely. <laughs> well, I come from uh, finance and fintech, and I have seen quite a lot of challenges in that industry. Okay. Blockchain, I think that the challenges are even uh, higher. Okay. Yeah, and um, don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many. But if I had to pinpoint two, okay. uh, the, the technology is, is difficult to understand. Yes. So um, if you are a female that need to do a transition from another career, you really need to focus on the tech 
the tech stack, understanding yeah. that tech stack is yeah. very important. Yeah. That would be one. Um, the other one is there is still a lot of noise around blockchain, as we have heard in many different startups, problems like in Uber mm -hmm. um, with the culture. Mm -hmm. So I think that there are some teams that the culture is very mature. Mm -hmm. It's a new technology. It's been a lot of experiments and testing. Um, but also there's been a lot of money made very quickly. So that creates high egos. And you combine the experiment with the high egos. Sometimes female are put in a position that are quite uncomfortable. Yeah. I think um, I did a, a project uh, 10 years ago about why women are funded less than men for a year. And um, I think that was one of the big things that came out that often women don't promote themselves as yeah. much um, and therefore get sidelined or... or, or or feel um, a bit left out. Um, so, I think that is not a, like the female that are in, in blockchain right now. They are overly promoting themselves. Okay. They need yeah, to so actually. That's not an issue. They, that's they, they need to get the tech stack right. They need yeah. to understand the technology right. right. Once you are an expert in technology, then you can move into promotion. But I think that is that combination of learning the technology, but then there's still some biases in the industry, yeah. and that's the biggest. And and what do you see um, is coming in 2020 for the blockchain crypto space? Like, what's your personal vision of what you think is yeah. going to happen? Well, I think that um, in 2019, we have seen a correction and a lot of startups that I saw before, mm -hmm. um, they're no longer alive, yeah. sadly. And even going to conferences, we used to see in conferences full of people, investors, and now it's like very quiet. Yes. I think that in 2020, we will continue to see a consolidation. Only the very good projects can arise primarily in infrastructure. With regards to revenue um, generation, we continue to see custodians, wallets, and exchanges making some sort of money. Okay. But even exchanges going back to the basics, financial basic fundamentals yeah. to continue to make money and weather the storm. Right. So I think that we will see great um, startups rising in those areas like cybersecurity, um, again, exchanges, um, custodians, <clears throat> sorry. And it's going to be less less startups focused on blockchain. But then what I anticipate is going to be a lot of infrastructure build 2020 21, 22, that's when we're going to see real adoption. There are, there are good projects out there, yeah, and there are enterprises yeah. and consumers that are becoming more aware and really asking for those solutions, and I really think they're going to happen. Great, great. That's a really positive slant. Thank you so much. And I think this panel is going to be great tonight. Yeah, I'm excited. And I know many of them are good friends of mine, so I'm excited to have some interesting conversations. And and a great way to finish 2019, right? Yes, <laughs> can't wait for that. <laughs> glad, yeah. I'm okay, glad well, thanks for coming again. Okay. Hi, Olga, lovely to see you again. Thanks so much for coming tonight. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about what you guys do at PolyPro. It's exciting to be back. Uh, we are building a next generation contract management software. Uh, by design, we are building because we will be incorporating disruptive technologies such as uh, AI and blockchain and smart contracts. Uh, we're easy to use. We're highly collaborative. We're trying to change the way people create, negotiate, and manage contracts. 
Why? Because contracts hold a lot of assets yeah. and they're very important. And uh, I would like to shift the way lawyers do their jobs and the way they think about their jobs. Uh, my goal is to make sure that they uh, change their jobs from thinking that as, as if they were uh, risk managers to asset managers. Okay, great. And what do you see um, in the space of the blockchain um, crypto, um, the challenges and the positives about being a woman in that space? Because I know you've been there for quite a while. Um, as in any technology, diversity of thought is very important. Our users are, a lot of them are, are women. Our buyers uh, are women. So we're highly empathetic to our buyers. We produce technology that meets them where they are. And uh, there is there's a lot of need for diversity in creation. And so, and you know, we, we were very much focused on that. Okay. Did you uh, come across any challenges at all in the space uh, as a woman yourself? Um, you know, challenges are entirely self-defined. You can see challenges or you can see opportunities. Of course. Uh, so we see the opportunity okay. to, to provide technology that nobody else can do. Right. And tell me, what do you see in um, as we're going into 2020, um, what the potential is for the blockchain crypto space? Uh, what I am really excited is to incorporate elements of blockchain and smart contracts into everything. Just like electricity is part of everything we do and we don't have to think about it, I see smart contracts and blockchain to be a background technology in everything we do. So when we're building contract management solutions, we're basically building with an eye toward disruptive technologies and blockchain and smart contracts is definitely one of them. Fantastic. And I'm sure it's going to make a difference for everyone. And hopefully it will get become more established in 2020. Thank you so much for coming. And I'm so looking forward to this panel. Me too. Thank you very much. Welcome, Brindley. Thanks so much for coming. Could you tell me a little bit about what you guys do at Zello? Yeah, so we're working on a new blockchain. So the blockchain is Zello, the open a uh, decentralized system is Celo. And really the, the idea behind it is to solve some of the usability issues that we've, I think, all experienced, noticed, observed in the blockchain space. Primarily that is crypto assets are very volatile. And if we're actually going to use crypto assets to buy things and as a medium of exchange, we need to have more stability mm -hmm. and then also usability. So for, for access to blockchains, that is not for the everyday person who wants to be able to use those assets to make their day-to-day -day life better. So in particular, we're looking at solving those two things and solving that for markets that don't have access to financial services. Okay. So the 1.7 billion unbanked adults in the world. Right. Mm -hmm. And so tell me, um, what have you seen personally as being the challenges and um, positives about being a woman in the blockchain space? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I continue to be very optimistic about the technology in the space. I think we are just at the beginning of what it can do. And in these early stages, it, it's hard to know where we're going to be in five or 10 years. But I know that the potential, there's a lot of potential here. And so I find that really exciting as a woman and really for anyone who is getting into the space. Because it's so new and it's developing, it's a great way to develop your own personal expertise to learn a lot on your own and then really start engaging in this industry. I mean, another thing that is, I think, unusual about the blockchain space is that it is about open protocols. And so the accessibility is very different from 
traditional technology companies that are more proprietary. I mean, mm -hmm. here in this industry, we're talking about open systems mm -hmm. that are now open to anyone to build upon. Mm -hmm. So I see it as uh, highly transformative, but also uh, really coming with a lot of potential if you want to engage. Fantastic. That's yeah. very positive. Mm -hmm. And what's your personal vision of 2020 um, as we go leaving to 2019 yeah. um, uh, for the blockchain crypto mm -hmm. space? Well, I hope that it continues to evolve the way it has. I think now we are seeing more and more projects that are focused on real world applications, which are so important if we mm -hmm. want to see adoption and how this is going to continue to evolve. So uh, I'm encouraged that we're going to see more projects focused on real world problems to solve. I'm excited to see that. I hope that we see more regulatory certainty and more development there that will, that will give um, clearer guidelines to projects that want to use this technology to, to do some good in the world. Fantastic. Yes, I think there's a lot of potential there, definitely. Yeah. Let's hope that more of that gets released next year. So. <laughs> Some of us have been like rooting for the blockchain crypto space since 2008 and um, myself included. Yeah. But um, I think it's wonderful that it's jumped the chasm, mm -hmm. which was last year, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. Thank you yeah. so much for coming. Oh, I'm really lo you. looking forward to this panel. Oh, thank you. It's great to be here.